the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Check ASO is an analytical ASO platform that provides you with up-to-date data on keywords, competitors, ratings, and reviews. It also grades your ASO level and gives you custom tips on how to improve it. This way, you can increase your app page visibility, organic traffic, and installs with every update. Try it now for free for seven days at checkaso.io. That once again is checkaso.io. Scaling your Apple search ads campaigns can be challenging if you don't have the right toolkit. Trust me, I felt the pain. From market insights to automation tools, searchads.com provides everything you need in a single intuitive dashboard so you can easily adapt, optimize, and grow your mobile business in the App Store. Learn more by going to searchads.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, your boy, Steve P. Young, with you every Friday morning at 9, 9 a.m. Pacific time to really break down what's working in the app space, give you valuable feedback on your apps, and talk to one of the experts, friends of mine in the mobile space to really help you grow your app business. And today, I've got a phenomenal guest. He was one of my very first podcast guests back in 2013 when I first started this podcast. I begged him to come on. He said yes, and now we've remained friends. I'm super excited to have him back on. We're going to talk all about what really makes a high converting app from the onboarding sequence to the pricing and what's going on with all this attribution stuff. So without further ado, today's guest is the senior manager of growth product and mobile marketing at Babbel. I'm sure you guys have heard of that language learning at Babbel and founder of Growth Gems, where he mines all the stuff. You don't have time to listen to all the podcasts, listen to all the webinars. Well, he'll get, he'll mine it. He'll figure out what the key takeaways are and he'll just digest it for you. So it's sort of like a blink is for all the mobile app stuff. But Sylvan, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey man, glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, it's so long since we've done something together. so. Yeah. I mean, back, you took a risk on me back in 2013. You said yes to a podcast that didn't exist at the time. <laughs> it was fun. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad we got to meet in person. We've remained friends throughout. So, hey, so let's, let's break down this. I know one of the things that you've been really obsessed with is looking at onboarding experiences, looking at the paywalls of different apps. You've been doing this at growthgems.co and then obviously with Babbel too. Can you talk to me about what makes a really great onboarding experience? Yeah, um, I mean, there's several elements, and it, 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 you know, the principles are going to be the same whether you're on just on the web or, or in the app. Um, I think the the first aspect I, I have to mention it is that you want to have your like your product analytics uh, straight. You want to measure at least the, the key events. Otherwise, everything you're going to be doing, you're going to be doing it in the dark. Um, so I would start there, you know, with your amplitude mix panel. I think they have actually some some free plans. Um, if not Firebase, uh, that kind of work too. So like, that's not the most funky stuff, but that's where I would start. Um, but then after that, um, 
there's this uh, framework I really like um, that I've been, I've been mentioning quite a bit is the site framework. It's something that uh, someone came, uh, called Darius Contractor uh, came up with. And basically, yeah, exactly. What it says is that uh, users get in with, uh, in your onboarding, right? With your, a certain amount of energy and intent. And as they go through the different steps, uh, they're going to lose intent. Um, because you're adding friction, you're going to start asking them stuff, uh, you know, let's say their email, like anything that you ask from them is going to kind of deplete that energy level. Um, and so it's your job to contract, like to balance that with positive elements that, uh, you know, give them a boost in that energy level so that they keep going. Um, because what you don't want is to keep asking stuff and, and make all those requests and make things difficult like a button that, don't, that doesn't work or whatever, and then get to, let's say, your paywall, and, and like that's it, they're done. They're not convinced. They don't have the right energy to, to be willing to, to convert. Yeah. What have you seen, like, different elements of this framework work really well? Yeah, I, I think the, the idea is that um, you start by dumping down your your onboarding of the user journey to you know the main step like you make it a funnel uh, it's not mm -hmm. really like that that everything happens in, in real life but um, you look at that funnel and you look at those different steps um, so you know the first screen and then the second screen etc and then you you start thinking about like you look at your analytics to figure out the biggest drop-offs mm -hmm. where people stop using the app and just close it um, and for those uh, screens um, that are probably the, the lowest hanging fruits uh, for optimization, you start uh, thinking about what can I add to make it better? So if you ask for the email, for example, um, then why do you ask that email? Like you just don't want them for, from their perspective, it's not just about having them sign up. Um, it's about getting something. So maybe it's, you know, finalizing your profile or personalizing your experience. Like, so you can play around with this kind of copy to, to make it positive. And then you can mm -hmm. add other elements, you know, like social proof. Um, if you're talking about a payroll specifically, you know, it can be a, a, a discount that is shown, you know, a price crossed out, those kind of things. You know, Savannah, I know we, App Fuel is a website that we like, the app, fuel.com you kind of mentioned it as well as we we're prepping up for this do you want to take a look at one of these as an example of the onboarding experience yeah check out uh check out fastic fastic, fastic? is kind of a fascinating onboarding um i don't know if you're able to search for it maybe let's see if i can find it quickly i have done i did a thing on fastic too oh here you go it's definitely on the longer side so i would not recommend uh, everybody to do this. Uh, yeah. I was actually listening to what you did with, with Darius and he was saying like this two approach, either you shorten your onboarding and you get people as soon as possible in the experience mm -hmm. or you make it longer. But you only want to make it longer if the if it's going to be hard for users to perceive the value of the product immediately. Like nice. if you're fasting and if you're trying to lose weight, you're not going to lose weight on that first experience. So it's hard to convey the benefits. So you make it longer so that people understand what's coming and and, and all of that. Um, and so th there's some elements where, you know, when you're waiting for it, you know, at the bottom right right now, you see we are creating your plan, um, mm -hmm. but they actually actually show, you know, some value props at this moment. 
um, when you know if they ask you to uh, sign up with your email, they're going they're going to again ask you for you know they're going to present it in a way that makes you want to do it. Right. You know, one of the things I want to cover too is here. Let's see if this clicks. Yeah. So one of the you know when I had this I had this assumption hypothesis back in the day when I was like, hey, long, longer pricing pages should convert better because I know it converts better on the web. And I was just like, why why aren't we doing this on the on the app. And I was luckily, coincidentally, able to find Reflectly and Fastic as examples. And Fastic, when I first looked at their app and I did a little video on it, they didn't have, so one of the things that changed from when I first talked about this is they didn't have this pricing. It was a double tap. It was like get mm -hmm. Fastic Plus and then they show pricing. And I think that's the wrong way of doing it. And so we've seen, now I've been promoting, hey, definitely have the pricing plans on this longer pricing page. and. I know they don't cover the whole complete long pricing pages, just show a section of it, but that's one of the best practices too. have a great onboarding experience, but then definitely show the pricing page. And I like how they show value. They're like, Hey, we put a plan together. Then they try to sell you upsell you on that too. Yeah. That's kind of the long pricing page, but in, in two steps. And, and that's something that's interesting as well. I think it's hard to say like this works or this doesn't, it can be very specific to different apps. Um, mm -hmm. But if anyone's listening is more you know, early stage and still trying to figure this thing out, mm -hmm. uh, look at apps in, in your category or apps that are in uh, similar categories uh, in the sense that um, there's uh, Thomas Bucci, like who talks about this stuff and, and shares great insights all the time. Um, he, he separated apps in kind of three uh, categories, you know, content, let's say streaming and um, you know, news, et cetera, motivation, health and fitness, education, um, even, even dating sometimes, and, and then utilities and the productivity. Um, so don't, when I say same category, like if you're in language learning, don't just look at language learning, you know, look at other things, let's say fitness, uh, and, and that can help you, you know, figure out a base and then test things for yourself because it, it can depend uh, on so many things. Yeah. And I think the the main key lesson for me when I saw the the page, I'll show this page again, was I did a user user, what is it? Usertesting.com. And the guy never clicked this button. So then like he was just scrolling. Yeah, it's, I would. And I'm like, dude, it's hella cheap. Like, why aren't you looking at the price? And so I copied that and I was like, and since then I was like, you know, you shouldn't do it that way anymore. And I'm glad they've adjusted this too, because it sort of confirms the hypothesis that maybe yeah. don't do the double opt-in anymore. Just show the stinking pricing page. Cause some people will never click the get fastic plus because they're afraid maybe of getting charged. That's my hypothesis. And so I was like, oh, you know what? You gotta have the pricing, the pricing table on the pricing page itself. Yeah, too. totally. And like two, two things on that, uh, because you mentioned user research. I think that's an, an incredible way to uh, get obviously qualitative feedback. If you can't pay for user research or, you know, uh, like a user testing or whatever, like ask people, like random people and just put the app in their hands and, and see what they're doing. And you'll see that they get confused at places you wouldn't think they, they're going to yeah. get confused. Like it's super odd, um, things you can't even imagine sometimes. So definitely don't sleep on that part, especially at the beginning, again, when you don't necessarily have the volume to be able to you know, do any kind of data test because it won't mean anything. Yeah, agree. All right, let's say some hi, let's say hi to some people. Ram, what's going on? We got Bianca, good to see you. Bianca, thanks for that hack, the search ads hack last week. 
I've been trying it out too. So we'll see how that goes there. We got Thomas. This is Thomas Ma, Thomas M here with Yash. What's happening? Eagerly waiting. All right, Yash. Angelina, thank hey. goodness it's Friday. I agree with you, Angelina. Hidden Horse, Celtic Whispers. Two people in the US just bought my app logo on a t shirt. I hope it's a good omen. I think it's a good omen, Celtic, Adrian. Rassi's here. Hello, world. <laughs> I like that. Matthew has a question. He says, I'm trying to set up my bank information on App Store Connect. My bank is available, but my branch is not. What do I do? I don't know if I can help you with this, but I got to see here. Ram says, Matthew, Daniel Storm apps on Twitter. He has a step-by-step -step on how to do it. Okay, nice. cool. I've never done that. So I don't know yeah, sold, right? Like, I have no idea either. All right. Hey, so then one of the next topics I want to talk about too is actually, let me, let me talk about this. Maybe there's a, a conversation here. So a future AB test, I've been doing these things called like which test one and a future AB test that Bart, who's in the audience did was, you know, sometimes, and I've seen a couple of different apps do this now on first open, they show the pricing page right off the bat. Any thoughts on this? I, I love the test. Um, that's what I can say. Like some people think it's too aggressive. So I think you can, yeah, either you can say it's aggressive. You can say it's uh, being straightforward with the fact that it's, that it's a paying app um, because at one point, you know, you also don't want necessarily users to get invested. Like as a user, if I get invested into an app and then I realize it's paid, maybe I'll drop off. So there's lots of things to consider between retention of your free users and showing something just, you know, straight away, but I don't, as long as it's an option that you can close, yep. um, I think it's a, it's a very interesting test. Uh, another app that does that, and you can go check it on, on Appfuel, is uh, Curio, or you can download it, obviously. Uh, yep. Curio does that very well. I think it's the first screen they show as well, free trial, um, and then you can opt in. And, and later on, of course, you, you find it again when you try to access features that uh, okay, you can. I, gotta I think it's out. super interesting. And we, we're now in the landscape you know, with um, ATT and iOS 14.5, where Apple, not probably not on purpose, is uh, pushing users to get early signal of conversions. And I think more apps are going to be more straightforward and you know, aggressive with, with monetization. Curio is the journalism. We can hear yes. short form journalism. Yeah. It's a great example of that and a great example of um, asking people to sign up with their email as well. I was talking about the copy you can use and stuff like that. They, okay. they, they did a really good job at it. Yet you can use it for free uh, with you know, certain minutes. Let me, let's take a look. I have the app. I'm going to bring it up real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This is what makes and it fun. And maybe they've changed something since, but. And this is why I like doing the stream sometimes better than the, the podcast, because then we could do this fun stuff in here. Um, Is that your wife in the background? I can hear her typing. Yeah, that's my wife typing. It's real life. <laughs> real life Sorry, right now. Uh, okay, uh, we'll pull this up, share with this week, guy. And let's go here. Boop. Here we go. There you go. Let's see. So here, great journalism. Oh, maybe they changed it. No. Yeah. So. This is the, I'm glad they changed it because this is what we found too, Sylvain, was just adding three screens increased, spoiler alert for another video, but increased his conversions for one of his apps by 234%.
instead of just landing them on first open mm. to this get started, he showed he added three screens and then the the revenues went up, right? 234%. And for another app of his that was a little bit more popular already, he saw a 30% increase. So I think the best practice is instead of being super aggressive, you know, we've been talking about this on our channels is that think of it as a drunken download. Now this is an Apple term that I, I stole from them, but remind them why they're here, right? Like here, great journalism, cool. I don't have to read it. Expertly curated, great, another great benefit. So you're like psyching me up, I guess. That's how they came up with the psych term. Bring wonder and inspiration to your day every day and then get started and then boom, you can sort of do this again. Now they should be following our advice and going longer, but at the same time, they've done a pretty good job. And so just by them doing that, or Bart doing that, he saw a pretty good increase. So having a couple of screens, yeah. use a site framework to get people to, I think, add social proof, psych them up, get them excited about your app, remind them what the app is all about again. Because a lot of times we download an app and we completely forget what the app is all about. Yeah, and and like look what they did for the monthly. They don't have a free trial, for example. So that's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, they crossed it out when you when you tapped on on the monthly. Oh yeah, look at that. Um, and to what you said, like they shouldn't, I don't know if they should add screens because the way it works is you're going to be able to get into the app and directly experience that curated journalism that they provide yeah. to you. So they can get users there very quickly. And so maybe it's better to have something short for them. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Let's see. The The next thing, okay, what's the advantage of All right, cool. We've got some questions coming in. So let's get into some of the questions and then we'll get into the app audit as well uh, get to, okay here we go sk asks should you position your app against another big app ig evernote killer or just be more concerned with your own app That's what do you nice. think evernote is uh struggling a little bit already i think so um no i think you should be concerned with your own app but if, if you're a small player and i think it, it's fair to yeah to to use your differentiators against you know big companies. I don't know if you want to write Evernote killer um, somewhere, but but in the spirit, I think it, it's smart to position yourself as, as different. I think if here I'll bring myself up as I'm taking these notes, I'm trying to do all this as once. So one of the things I think SK, what you can do is it's great if you're trying to get PR because you know it's clickbaity. People want to click on that type of thing. TechCrunch loves doing this type of stuff. I used to work for a company that was considered an eBay killer. I think we we're on TechCrunch or some media outlet as an eBay killer. So it's great for that regard. I think what you also want to do is the way I like to position stuff is more of a positive. And so if you're trying to sell my app idea, I might just say Evernote meets Dropbox or whatever, right? Evernote meets something else. So you pit two apps that people know about really well and you pitch the press that way too, or you position your app that way. That way people just immediately understand what your app is all about. So if you want to do a positive spin, just put blank meets blank. And that's a good way of pitching it. You'll see that a lot on Product Hunt as well. Okay. Faisal asks, what's the advantage of using tools like App Radar when we have a detailed analytics inside the Google Play console? What do you think, Silva? I mean, you don't get exactly the same thing because AppRadar and AppTweak and, and all of them, you're going to get the data for yourself. So it, it's great to have those search terms, uh, especially now that you can have them by, by geo. But at the same time, you, it's interesting to have estimates and their estimates on those tools. 
uh, of you know what other apps are, are doing. It helps you with your keyword research, um, so you don't have to just rely on you know, Google Keywords Planner and and put yeah. the suggestions. Yeah, Facebook like your Google stuff will tell you they help each other. It's not like one or the other, right? Google will tell you how many downloads you're getting from a certain keyword, whereas App Radar and you know App Tweak, all these ASO tools will tell you. Do keyword research. What other keywords are you missing out on? Because Google's not going to tell you that. Google's not going to be like, hey, Facebook, you should be targeting this particular keyword. What, how we've used it is, let's say for one of our clients, we're, we're number two for his biggest competitor. And then we can look, hey, is this really good? Like, should we fix the subtitle, the short description? We're number two. Let me see how many downloads are we getting from being number two for this particular keyword. Oh, and this is the ASO tip. We're, we get like one or two downloads a day and we're number two for this term. And there's a lot of traffic for this. So branded terms aren't really worthwhile, but that sort of informs us and says, all right, maybe we don't go so aggressively after this keyword. Let's place it somewhere else where we don't, you know, it's better for our brand anyways, if we don't have this keyword so prominent. So those are, those are ways you can start using it. All right. Uh, let's see, you got another question. SK says, do Android users ever pay for anything <laughs> or is it better to just show them ads i mean i think it's going to depend by you know on, on the the geo again I, I think if you're in the us there will be some payers and uh people that have you know later devices especially so they might be the ones you want to target when you're running ads and and these kind of things if you're like i'm talking on facebook if you if you're trying to attract users um but I've never seen an app where Android users pay more than, you know, are more profitable than, than iOS. Uh, but the ads, you know, ads compared to subscription, if that's like your two choices, um, you know, it, it's going to take a lot of volume of users to, to be able to monetize with ads. Yeah, agreed. I'm glad you said that too, because I, I had that same thought I was talking to somebody else I was like, it's just going to take so much effort for ads to pay off. The thing that I would do SK is you're going to have to do, it is the nature of the beast. We are seeing that more Android users are starting to pay. And so maybe use ads as a way to, to get them to potentially pay. I don't like interstitial ads. I don't like pop-ups. I think it just makes a hard, it's just bad for user experience. So think of a way where you can still use ads to try to get them to eventually pay. So and we do think that subscriptions are going to come around with Android. It's only a matter of time. See that smart, like that flip phone, that Samsung? That looks pretty sick. What do you think, Sylvan? I haven't seen that actually. What is it? Oh, okay. I've seen this on um, these commercials and I was like, oh my goodness, that looks cool. It, it reminds you, you can flip it and it's pretty, but still like, you know, a normal smartphone as well. Will. Okay, great. Let's take a look at the apps that we have in store. But before we do, it's time to play. Dad jokes, all right? All right. <laughs> so you want to go first? You're the guest. Or you want me to go first? No, I know what you're doing. You <laughs> go first. Oh, yeah? What is? What am I doing? <laughs> you're setting up like to be the closer of the joke. I, I'm doing this for this first round. OK, go for it. <laughs> no, no, you start. I'll, I'll go oh, I, I'm sorry. OK, OK, OK. I'll start. All right. Here we go. All right, guys, leave in the comments. I know who's here. We're playing for a drink. So then, uh, so. Just put S. Oh, actually, it's now we both S's. So put S G and S Y. So Steve Young or Gaucher. All right, here we go. All right, so then, what does what does gar? Okay, what does garlic do when it gets hot? 
What does a garlic do when it gets hot? I don't know. It takes all its clothes off. Clothes off. Ooh, that's pretty good. Can you hear this? Hold on. Okay. <laughs> There's my sound drop. All right, brother. Your turn. All right. I'm going to go with the, with the fans as well. What do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do the what and Eiffel Tower have in common? What do a tick, a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do a tick and, an Eiffel and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What? They're both parasites. <laughs> I love that sound, John. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> you had to do a French joke, huh? You had to throw that in I there. I had to. I had to put the landmark in there. <laughs> All right. Let's take a look at our app, Andre. And I will pull up Andre's app as well. So if you guys want us to take a look at your app, you can go to appmasters.com slash audit, appmasters.com slash audit. There's a paid option if you want to sit down for an hour with me, or you can do this for free, and we'll just look at your app in a future live stream. But once again, appmasters.com slash audit. All right, Adrian, you need to vote. I see LOL. I see LOLs, but you guys need to vote too. All right, here we go. We got Andre who was talking about, hey, give us some UX, UI, product market fit. I think that's what I'd love to stay on. So then product market fit and then app store listing. So as part of that, let's, let's take a look. looks like it's a, looks like brand new. So I, I look, take a look at this app. There aren't too many downloads yet, Andre, but you know, you've been updating it, working hard on it like that. It, have a look on allows you to lock apps. Okay. Oh, okay. Interesting. So the app allows you to lock your phone but they, to unlock it, I guess they have to answer some quizzes. Right. So pretty interesting idea. I think what you're missing too, Andre, from an ASO perspective, so then jump in anytime, is you're not going after like parental log type of stuff in here. I think the icon, I didn't know what that meant too. So it's almost like I would rename this facts for fun, like, I just thought it was an educational app. I didn't think there was an app lock type of component to it at all. So maybe it is app lock with fun quizzes and just come up with a different app name. But that type of messaging has app lock, app locker, or parental lock, and you know all the keywords that you want in there, but also tells the user what the app does in this. Because educational quiz app, I don't know, didn't really speak to me. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the like the positioning is interesting or the, the idea is interesting but you want to the you want to have you're going to be talking to the same people that want parental control yeah um, and so look at the parental control apps and kind of use that as your baseline and then build the twist like communicate the twist on, on top of it um you know parental control like educate with that educates your your kid or whatever yeah. um it's not it's not that that you want to use but i think if you look at other apps that are doing the parental control you'll be able to get some insights and and then put your twist on it and and make make yourself different yeah and i think parental, uh, i don't know what are the best uh, i think parental the best control terms, is the is the 
is the keyword because app locker it's for some other things i've worked with a couple of different app lockers too and so as you can see like when people have said it yash says the icon needs to be improved as well i agree and it's if you look at these type of apps so you can see something like this this speaks to me and then put the little quiz too so i think with the google play the search results it's good to have some good keywords and like messaging because in the Google play search results, once they've changed things, you only see the icon and you only see the, the title. So you, you want to kind of put some messaging in there and your title facts for fun. Isn't FAQs for fun. Isn't indicative of what the app does at all. Yeah, And you, you have additional characters. I mean, they're yeah. going to decrease the, the limit, but still, even with the, the decreasing in number of characters, you, you will have room to put some, some more keywords there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so you can you need to do that. But I think product market fit. It seems like a good idea. I really like the idea. I mean, I would. I'm trying to lock my son's phone. He's Apple sucks at this. I try to put a time limit. You can ignore that time limit. That guy was just hooked on Clash Royale. But he, I would want an app like this. And we if we can put what I would want to know is what kind of questions. Like, can I put in the questions that he can answer? Can I put Spanish, he's trying to learn Spanish, oriented questions in there so it sort of helps him study Spanish at the same time. I like the idea. I think the messaging needs to be fixed a little bit. Yeah. What happened to basketball, man? He doesn't play anymore? Ah, uh, sometimes, sometimes. sometimes. He's 13 uh, now, man. He's just, uh, he, he did play a little bit. When you he's, he's the type where if you force him to do something, he don't he doesn't mind doing it, but you gotta force him. I had one more one more detail on, on that oh, yeah, sure. app and on the listing that I think is is worth considering. So, you know, as far as how it's um, how you communicate the, the value prop, the mm -hmm. first screenshot, the video is actually very clear once you watch it. But unfortunately, um, not uh, all users will will watch it. But the yeah. first screenshot right after that, I think the challenge is that the the problem is that you're talking to the parent, or you should be talking to the parent. And the grow your mind that is involved and the thing you see the most is something for the kid. And, and no kid is going to look for an app for his parents to block, you know, his games. So if you, yeah, if that one, uh, yeah. an educational app block that will grow your mind. It won't grow the mind. I mean, to turn, I assume, on blow your mind, but it won't do that to the parents. Mm. And, and so I think you want to consider who you're talking to and you're talking to the parent. Yeah, I love that. That's great, Dev. And I think you're wasting it too. So like I would, you know, this is back in the days where Google said that the keywords in your screenshots are indexed too. So you might just want to throw it out there just in case. So you put like parental control app, kids have to take a quiz to unlock app, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I think you had to have this here, but you want to definitely, this is a wasted space in my opinion, but I, I agree with you. He's, he's talking to your, but your kids, Talk to the parent, right? No kids looking for this. You're right. Love it. Okay. Hey, something I want to ask you this. Have you done anything? We're doing this for a client, just to A-B test. Have you done anything where like you optimize this YouTube video with the keywords you want to target? Have you seen any results around this? This is just a hunch I have too. Inside the video? No. Well, like the this is a YouTube video, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, here, let's go to this YouTube video. Oh, I never heard of that. Actually, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty smart. Okay. So that's, we're testing it right now just to see, but you know how this title, it says FAQs, a world of learning. What if we optimize this YouTube video for the keywords we want to target yeah. on Google play? Will that help our Google play keyword ranking hmm. is the test I'm running right now. We'll see. Interesting theory. 
let me know. Okay, I will. All right, let me, let's take a look at the app real quick. I gotta share a different screen. While I do that, let's see if there's any questions. Celtic, you put S, you gotta pick Y or G, okay? It's tied right now, I need more votes. S, G, uh, S, you've got a couple of more votes than me. A couple of S, S, S G, Matthew just said ha, ha, and then he put S, G. Celtic Matthew said, had a good LOL. question, actually. What's that? Uh, Matthew had a good question. Is it normal for Google Ads to be more expensive to promote an iOS app than an Android app? Um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so I think it, it depends. The, the short answer is yes. Uh, one explanation is that if you're using Google UEC on iOS, you're not going to have any placement in the iOS app store. But when you're running Google UEC on Android, um, you're going to have placement in the app store, so for your keywords. So if you go to the Play Store and you do a search, um, sometimes you, you show up there as an ad. And so that's a major difference. And then the other major difference is tracking, where if you're on iOS, um, any traffic that is coming from, from search, like let's say from, from Safari or from a brother, um, is not going to be tracked and it's going to go to your organic. So if you're not just looking at the Google Ads platform numbers, you're going to see, you know, and you're looking at internal numbers, you're going to see potentially very different numbers. And it's going to look like it's not doing anything, but maybe it is. Maybe it's not, but maybe it is. So I got to re-listen to that part because I was taking notes. God, dude, that's the problem with taking notes at the same time. Okay, I got to re-listen to that. I, I think it's worth listening. So in a nutshell, is it more expensive? Is it just like yes? Yes. Okay, <laughs> short answer. All right, but I'm gonna definitely re-listen to that one. That's a good one because I'm I'm curious about that too. And we've we've only promoted a lot of times. We'll only use Google Ads to promote Android apps, and I won't touch iOS apps. Are you guys doing the same thing? Are you using something similar? Well, we actually do both because okay. you have to be aware of the fact that if you're looking at your own number, your internal numbers, uh, reporting, you know, like your attribution. Let's say you know, you're in your MNP, adjust, app flyer, if you have one of those, then you're not going to see most of the uh, of the downloads coming from UAC. They will be showed as coming from uh, your like from organic, basically non-attributed. And so you have to really look and, and and test if when you start those campaigns, is anything happening on your overall numbers, not just like on what's attributed to UAC because Apple has blocked tracking from web to app. And so if someone searches in Google, uh, in their Safari um, navigator, if they're searching for your keyword and then download your app for the UAC app, um, mm. like in 95% of the cases, you won't see that in your UAC number in your uh, attribution platform. Okay, yeah, do, do, that's the next topic I wanna talk to you about is the attribution. Yeah, my. This mouse is running out of batteries, I think. It's not moving. And then Adrian says, you win. So I think you won that first round for sure, but let's get into Andre's app right here. I'll pull it up real quick. So again, Andre, landscape is parenting, 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 all right? Okay, please allow you. It's kind of ugly, but okay, whatever. I think the UX UI needs a little bit of work. Uh, oh man, see, they just go straight into it. I, Wait, I what, am I supposed to allow? So this is that? Well, no. That's if you want to block your 
data. Oh, okay. You want to block another app, but you're right. I think that you need to guide users a little more. Yeah. Or completely. Just assume they will have no idea what to do once they download. Once they right. I think that's a great. Yeah. Even a couple of screens that says, "Hey, here's what's going to happen. Go. You're gonna. We're gonna show you this screen. Allow and then show the popular apps that parents probably don't want to allow. TikTok games. Put the popular games in there. Just have a couple of screens that's going to guide me before you drop me in here because I have no idea. Especially if I've never done this. I'm gonna assume that most people have never done this. If you can just drop me here right off the bat. Oh, so it is picking some of the apps. Okay, and then I'm still within the app, which is crazy. Not now. Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, allowed. I don't know what to do here, man. Allow. Okay. I guess this is it. Maybe I have to put allow. Well, there. I have to do this, I guess. Oh, you have to select maybe the apps that you're going to control first, and then maybe you can do something. After yeah. you, you have a you have navigation at the bottom, right? I think I'm supposed to allow this, so this is very confusing. Please allow to show over apps. Continue. Okay. Display over other apps. Oh, uh, because you have a bunch of uh, yeah permissions to give. You definitely want to walk people through those permissions, yeah. and I would add either one screen before each one of those permissions to explain this is what we're going to do because it can be scary also. So this is what you're going to do, continue, then you show the permission and or you have the thing that, you know, one screen where you you show them one after the other and then you say continue and, and bring them up. Yeah, agreed. It's, it's kind of crazy. Okay, now you're going to do the app and now you can do whatever you wanted and, to do. And this is a great opportunity to show the pricing page again. like. Again, like we talked about the whole onboarding experience right before this, it's just like you didn't do that at all. You just sort of showed up this thing that made me ask for permissions that kind of scared me off a little bit. And I, I had no idea what to do. I didn't know if I was picking your app, but it would be good just like a little arrow that says, hey, allow permissions here. Couple of screens. Here's what we're going to do. Remember, this app is about locking, having parental control over your kid's phone and then having them unlock they're these apps with quizzes just remind me and then now that i'm here this is a great opportunity to show me your pricing stuff because i have no idea one of the best practices is to definitely have the the up some upgrade screen here i have no idea how to upgrade to you for you as well so i'm not going to log in and do all that stuff we'll get into the ux ui but i think yeah that's what i would do is show the pricing page have a button to that pricing page on the screen as well yeah because, and, yeah, and because the app is recent, I would maybe not try to like set up subscriptions or payment just yet. I will focus on on the rest. But then after, once you start having people in, definitely show like upgrade stuff. Yeah, I think the so I'm gonna disagree with you, Sylvan. I was debating on. I was trying to disagree. I think for me, like I think we should go right off the bat because if you're like I think the best feedback that I can get from somebody is somebody who's paid me. But the free people who are using my app and haven't paid me, it's like, oh, I'll take it with a grain of salt. But if you're paying me, I'm like, yo. So I want to test the monetization. I want to see that early on just to get a sense of what's happening within the app. Because if nobody's paying me, and let's say I get 100 downloads, then I don't have a big problem with conversions. Why aren't people paying me? You know, I can say, look, here are all the best practices. Show 
a couple of different screens, then show the pricing page, have a longer pricing page. So if you guys understand the fundamentals of it and your app still is not converting, then you have a product market fit problem. You have a UX UI problem. Then you can start pinpoint. Whereas if you're just giving everything away for free, you don't know where to, I feel like you don't know where to start with what to fix next. You want to disagree? You can disagree. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. But <laughs> once you've had a certain uh, volume, and I'm not talking about something huge, for me, yeah. you're still in user research mode. And that's why you were asking also about the, the product uh, market fit. And, and you're still trying to figure out how to position it. And if you put that payroll too soon, you, you, you'll have like no info. So for me, if you're in, more in a beta mode, even though the app is live and there's still some things you, you want to figure out. Um, but you know, soon after you have the basic flow in place, I would do you know, what you said, Steve. Yeah, I like it. All right, so the next thing I wanna talk about, you kind of mentioned, alluded to this when we were talking about iOS apps and Google ads. What's going on with all the attribution stuff? What have you seen on your end? You've, I'm sure you guys are running pretty decent budgets with Babel. Like, what have you seen on your end in terms of making sure we, we're seeing the right numbers within our MMP? Whether it's adjust apps flyer, Cochaba. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been tricky. Yeah. You know, IDFA apocalypse. So, but and I'm not going to recap everything that happened. But basically, uh, Apple made it harder to what they call track users uh, across apps and 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 websites. And in return, it becomes harder to know which uh, channel acquisition channel users uh, come from. Um, and, and how they made it more difficult is that before you were opted in by default, so people, apps could track you, and now, oh, sorry, uh, apps could not track you. Um, sorry, my fault. Before uh, you were opted in by default, apps could track you, um, and now uh, apps have to ask you to track. So uh, most people, uh, opt out and you, you cannot track them. So that's for like all your channels besides Apple search ads. Um, so for all those channels that are not Apple search ads, it's it's a major challenge because now you have to use Apple's own attribution, SKF network, uh, to uh, know if people are, uh, you know, where people are coming from basically. And, yeah. and that's, you know, it comes with a bunch of limitations that you know we don't have time to get into. Uh, but we can talk about the Apple search ads one um, Sure. I think is an interesting example. So historically, um, you could not track those users or measure the users that uh, opted out by themselves in their settings uh, of being tracked. So you could not know where they come from. They will end up in your organic. So a portion of your acquisition through Apple search ads uh, would actually end up in organic. So people were making calculations to say, okay, well, maybe 30% of, of, of the users uh, end up in organic, so I'm just going to adjust my, uh, you know, my what I'm ready to what I'm ready to spend for a user accordingly. Um, now, with there's a, a a new attribution framework called Ad Services that Apple Search Ads uh, put out. Um, once you implement it, it's going to live next to uh, your current attribution framework for Search Ads, and that's going to allow you with both uh, to measure the traffic for everyone. Even if um, they went into their settings, uh, which is now personal, personalized ads, and say, I don't want to opt in. Um, and, and that allows you basically to measure everything and, and track all the users that go through Apple search ads. 
you know, allowing you often to to spend more because you realize that it's a, it's a valid channel. Is that just within, like, is that something you can send to your developer and then make sure they have it done? I'm kind of pulling this up right now. Yeah, so it's something you, you don't need an MMP like Asflyer and Atchis to implement. I've never okay. done the implementation myself, so I'm not sure how to do it, but there's you know, documentation on, on Apple's side. Uh, or it's something you can also implement for your uh, MMP. Um, but you, you, any case, you, you have to make changes in your, in your own app. So, exactly. So the IAD framework is the previous one. Okay. Um, that is that's coexisting right now. Um, and the other one is a kind of a fallback right now, which is called Ad Services. I, I think it's the fallback option if people have not opted in, basically. Got and it. then I don't know what's going to happen. You know, in 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 six months, maybe it will be just a new one. All right, let me try to find it here. But it looks like Google around. It's super. It's super hidden. I don't know. It, I know. It's not, it's not here. It's so stupid, Apple. Come on. Hey, something. Just out of curiosity, are you using anything from like to manage search ads? Because I felt here there is. There. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Failed. <laughs> Complete fail on Apple's side. Okay, it, de it is developer.apple.com slash documentation slash ad services. But it looks like if you guys wanted to implement this, because you know we're seeing the same thing on our clients where the adjust data is saying 30% less for Apple search ads than what Apple search ads is saying. Now, I thought it was like adjusts will only count the app open, right? They don't, I guess they don't know if an app hasn't been open that they were actually installed. Whereas Apple is like, once they install, that's an install. So the the way they define install isn't actually an app open. So I was like, okay, maybe that had to do with it. But you're saying like, hey, you need to put ad services because it's not the whole 30% because that 30% that is going to organic. It is actually what Apple is saying, but you need to incorporate ad services in there as well. Yeah, and if you're relying on, on downloads, it's easier to, to spot it make your calculations, but what right. you care the most about is like the post-install events. Did they, did they get their, did they sign up? Did they actually purchase? That's what is going to allow you to, to know how much you can spend per user. Okay. So valuable. I love doing this. Okay. Cause it, you know, I frankly just have questions that I'm dealing with and I get to ask them. Okay. I got a question from Adrian. I don't want to ask this question, Adrian, cause you voted for Salvan, not me, but all right, I'll do it. Hey team, have you found it better to send traffic to your website rather than to the apps? I think it completely depends on your setup. If you already have the, the web setup uh, to also get registrations and potentially purchases, then it's definitely something you should you should try and, and play with that balance. Um, but if the idea is to send them to your website and then send them from the website to the to download the app you add an extra step, it's going to be harder. But again, some people have seen success with it because it allows them to completely control, you know, how they present the app and, and, and convert some people and, and tap potential, at least historically, into a different, you know, ad inventory. Yes, I agree with you. And we've seen, we had a couple of different people on the podcast and they were like, hey, you know, our web traffic actually converts way better than our app traffic. And then I was like, I asked another podcast guest. He's like, yeah, have we seen the same thing? And then I asked my client, he's like, no, 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 no. We've seen the exact opposite. Like the app traffic converts 10 times more. So it's really app dependent. You're going to have to A-B test that. Unfortunately, Adrian, it's not an easy question, yes or no. Okay, let's take a look at, see, so you have another question real quick. I think Matthew says, 
sounds like something Carmen San Diego would say. I don't know what that meant, Matthew, so I apologize. But Rudy's here. What's happening, Rudy? Man, my mouse sucks. Okay, Thomas, we're going to get to you, Thomas. We're going to take a look at your app next. He wants to know how do we get more downloads on iOS with my app. We're going to take a look at his app. 90% of the users come from Android right now. Okay, we got one on the SG. If the third-party attribution tools would not be able to track anything for the iOS later, then how do you think we would be able to track things? So for other channels than Apple Search Ads, where you have to use uh, SK Ad Network or Scan, it's the same thing. Um, you, you you use that attribution. If Apple defined that attribution framework, you have to use it, and it allows you to track you know, downloads and, uh, and post-install event that you define. So we'll keep it simple for subscription apps. Let's say it's someone that signs up, someone that um, purchases, you define convert, what they call conversion values, and that allows you uh, to track them through that attribution that Apple put in place. And MMPs, of course, like all adjusted to, to that and allow you to do it this way. The challenge is it comes with uh, like random timers, so it's not, it's not as real time as before. Um, there are thresholds, so if a source of installs, let's say Facebook is not bringing um, enough installs, then it might not even show up. Um, there's those privacy thresholds that are going to limit things and those you know, timers that make everything more complicated. But I believe that you know that's whether we want it or not, that's the future. Um, and so yeah. you need to embrace it and make it work. Yeah, good advice. Okay. And then I got you guys. All right, I understand where the Carmen Sandiego stuff is coming from. Talking about when we're talking about the app, answer. I do know who Carmen Sandiego is. Okay, all right, I got it. Answer these Yaffe questions, or your phone is locked. Carmen Sandiego, I got you, Ram. I got you. All right, so then, round two. You ready to go? Right. Dad joke time. We're taking a look at Thomas's app. All right, you get to decide. Still, you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? I'll go first this time. Give you a chance. Thank you. <laughs> Are you ready? This one actually took me a second to figure out. Um, I ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. <laughs> that's it, right? <laughs> yes, that's it. Like it. <laughs> so I'll let you know which one comes first. Yeah, which one comes first. I like it. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I timed that properly. <laughs> and, and you're getting better with your sound effects, man. I, I heard that one very well. Oh, okay, good. The other laugh sounds just like us. So I'm like, are we laughing or is this, this is my sound effect? That's, that's the funny part. Okay. What do you call people who go to the gym and look at the equipment? Weight Watchers. <laughs> All right. I think, you, I think you probably won that one. I think you probably won that one. All right. You, you probably did. You probably did. We got S. We got some votes already. All right, guys, put it. Just put YG if you're a little bit lazy. You don't want to put two letters. Put Y for me, and then G for Sylvan, and then we'll get to that. All right, let's ask this question while I pull up the next app. Alex says, if you're developing on both Android and iOS, but one is ready before the other, is there any reason you want to wait to launch at the same time? I will. I will say no, but in, because you're going to launch them and. Unfortunately, nothing's going to happen. So unless you have like a big, big push, but we're talking serious, serious money, I don't think it makes sense. Like just 
launch what you have, get the insights that that you have uh, that you can get, and and then do the do the other one. Um, yeah. Unless like your app is really really specific, where um, you know that people from both iOS and Android will have to communicate, and you will you know, make it much much less valuable. Let's say a messaging app. Um, you know, other than that, I would say get insights as soon as you can get insights on how people use your app. I couldn't say any better. Great feedback there. And then uh, as Yash, I think, voted for you, we'll play that. And Matthew yeah, thanks, got Yash. me. I think we have to go to another round, my man. Julio, yeah. look, a lot of votes came in there. Thank you, guys. All right. It's almost a clean sweep. Hey, no offense. You may never. Matthew okay, said you may never. Okay. <laughs> you got another I'm sorry. one? I'm sorry. I'm sorry you guys didn't get it. I'm sorry. You may never finish the other one. Publish what you can in case problems. Yeah, great advice. All right, let's take a look at Thomas's app. Thomas is here. Steve, I'm super interested in learning more about apps, how to get my keyword ranking, store apps or conversions. Do the Apple. He wants us to look at the onboarding, and then he's a college student. So congratulations. Can't afford the premium app audit. That's all good, man. Uh, making more money with my app. Okay, cool. Let's take a look at the app. So he, he asked the question in the comments. He's like, hey, how do I get more downloads for my OS app? So then yeah. you're the first person I read when it came to ASO. Tell us, break it down for us. I mean, first of all, like I seen the listing, I downloaded the app. I am super impressed. So the things I'm gonna say are not uh are not huge things. Maybe they, they can help, but um but yeah, congrats on launching that as, as a college student. That that's really really impressive. Yeah. Um, the on the screenshots part, um, and and the positioning that you have in your app store listing. After trying the app, I, I felt there was a little disconnect in how you call your app a habit tracker, and it seems to be like more than that. It's not just habits. And so, either you make the first onboarding experience uh, even more about just the, this habit part because that's what your screenshots talk about the most mm. or you can position yourself like a little a little bit differently um, so maybe I'm sure you have those answers like the data on the answers that people choose um, that for screenshots you know he asked do you want to become do you want to track habits and stuff like that I will go with the most often chosen combination or um, or like just if they choose daily, you know, daily tracking or habit tracking, and I will use that like first. And maybe that's what you did. You've done with this build good habits screenshot. Mm. Um, but I, I felt that disconnect between between the two a little bit because it's much much more than a habit tracker. The, the app it made me think about is Fabulous, um, mm. and and so I think it's interesting to see how Fabulous does something. You can get and maybe you know it, but you can get lots of uh, interesting. Uh, tips don't make it as complicated as it is my yeah. opinion but but yeah that's that's my feedback so it's more on the general positioning the screenshot themselves i think they look good and i'm not personally a fan of of this specific font but and you know people are, are all very different um i think i think you have the social proof you have like the idea of of climbing and stuff like that i think it's it's really good one last part um maybe your your a B testing those screenshots uh like through Apple search ads or something, but having two of a color and then two of another color, um, mm. I don't know if it's the best move versus alternating or 
uh, unless you're, you're showing very different um, value props and then the different background colors have a meaning. And maybe that's the case, but okay, I'll show that now. You go, Steve. No, <laughs> no, that's good stuff. I liked it. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're, because it's habit tracker is so competitive. I think from an ASO perspective, you want to try to find more less competitive keywords. So I haven't gone through the app as Sylvan has, but you want to try to find different types of keywords that you might be able to get in on, like get better rankings for than just going after the most competitive. On Google, both platforms are different. So maybe your your rankings on Google are there, right? Like it's like, boom, you're there. You're the number one and you're getting downloads. But maybe on Apple, you haven't been there. The fact that you've been featured gives you another hopefully another opportunity to get featured. And so I would try to focus on that a little bit. And then you, you don't have any reviews. So I would try to build up the review. Oh, this is- Oh, but you're on the, app, yeah, on the Mac App Store. He actually had some readings and some, some great readings. Go to the US. In the US. Oh yeah, this is great then. So cool. Yeah. You know, one of the things I've talked about too, Thomas, in the past is using the app advice campaign. So what we what you have to do is, it is a great way to drive downloads and we're going to do AB test on how do you drive subscriptions through this, but you do have to do a 30 day trial on one of your subscription things. And then because you're doing a 30 day trial, that's the promotion. So you go on app advice, app gone free and you can get press for it and it drive, it can drive thousands of downloads, right? We do this all the time from a retention perspective, really great from a monetization perspective. It hasn't been that great. And so we're still trying to test out how we can get better monetization. It's really good for in-app purchases, but we haven't seen people stay on from a sus subscription perspective past the 30 days. If you have like a remove ads and if you're a game, you do that remove ads and you have other in-app purchases, we've actually seen really good results from a revenue perspective from that end, but not with subscriptions as much. So that's what I would give you too. But then, you know, like if you can't figure it out, then like do the guerrilla marketing tactics, go into any type of where your core audience is. If you're still in college, like talk to your college friends and do everything you can to get that traction, maybe get press for it in the college newspaper and then go into the local newspaper. And then hopefully, you know, something gets picked up after that. So I would try to do all these guerrilla tactics early on. You have that time to do it. Try to do that. All right, let's take a look at the app. Let's see, because I think the onboarding is going to be key here. Looks like the UI. He said he A-B tested it. Yeah, I A-B tested the screenshots and I've already updated them on Android. Okay, so we can take a look on Android. Oh, yeah, I went straight to iOS. I didn't check Android. Yeah, me neither. I think I agree with you, Savan. Like, I don't like the color switching either. I hate it. I'd rather just keep it one color, keep it readable. Like. If you look at books, like they're not color changing everything. Like each page isn't doing this. So I don't like this scrolling thing. I actually hate it. It's distracting, you know, on, I can just tell you on the web, cause I like to give suggestions based on data on the web. These actually perform the worst when you, you know, on the, remember it used to be a thing. So then like you go to a website that yeah, they are constantly changing. People hate it. So I, I hate it on the mobile too. I think it's fine to have it. You just want to make sure that your your first one is the best one, and and let people sweat because if not, it's it's all uh, it's all off putting. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, let me swipe. Don't swipe for me. Okay, I don't like it. Okay, take the first step. I like it. Okay, we'll see. Love the UI. What's your name? All right. Okay, let's let's go through this, Steve. 
answer a few questions. I'm ready. What are your goals with Prodigy? Hmm. See, I, did, I, I didn't know you could do all of that from, from the screenshots. And it's a little, if you want just a, if you get people that just want the habit tracker and a yeah. simple one, they're going to be weirded out a little bit. I'm not saying it's not good to have like a more sophisticated True. app, but I just yeah. disconnect is something to, to think about. I want to be more calm. How experiencing self-improvement? I'm basically an expert for sure. Are you sometimes anxious or stressed out? Yeah, for sure. Only in certain situations. How good is your focus? And depends on my mood. Are you more structured or flexible? Uh, I like to keep my options open. <laughs> You're pretty disciplined, no? I mean, you have had a podcast for eight years. That's correct. Well, thank you. Let me go back. <laughs> amazing. I feel pretty amazing. Okay. Push notifications. You don't need to do it like this. You can just pop it up. A B test that we a somebody in the audience did saw way 4.8% X, 4.8 X more enablers just by pushing this. But this is fine the way you're doing it. Because you're not saying do you want to enable push notifications? So most people will say, hell no. So the value props that you have in your in your first screen. Uh, mm -hmm. Before we, we tap, uh, take the first step, potentially you could show them here um, because yeah. they're waiting and, and then you can show them. You have that a, a little bit at the bottom. Um, Great idea. But you could move the screens. Uh, so that way you make sure people, people get to see it. All right. I like that. Right. Are you ready to begin your journey with whatever I said? Being more calm? And so yeah, actually, second, pricing I, page. What's that, Sylvan? No, I uh, so I typed on email because um, I wanted to check it out, and I couldn't go back. So just something, it's just a little thing that you might want to fix. Uh, mm. Once I was on the email option screen, I couldn't go back and choose Apple. You're curated. I like that. I like how you like guide people. I think I I thought that was pretty good. Uh, let's see, I try to sleep early now, dude. I want to be bed by eyes closed, in bed, sleeping by okay. 10, the latest. Yes, same. And and just one, you know, the notification thing, why don't you just ask it after people set the reminder um, uh, right there yeah, exactly. when, when you chose to uh, to get reminded from about your habit? Mm, that's interesting. You're too cheap, man. That's huh? too cheap. That's the, the app is too cheap. Yeah, you I think so to, too. You need to up your prices yeah. big time. Uh, it's almost a little, uh, a little worrisome that it's so low, I would say. Like there's such a price, there's a price that can be so low that you're going to uh, to lose people. Yeah, and I have a, I would say, have a longer subscription to like a 12 months. Um, yeah, you exactly. get more money up front, you'll be able like to reinvest it in, in acquisition channels. And I know you're running Apple Search ads and yeah, Thomas, look at our video where we did the pricing page. It's like, which test one pricing page strategies. If you look at our channel, you'll see I break down what makes a really high converting pricing page. Some of the elements that you had in your screenshots with the Apple feature and all that stuff, this would be beneficial to add back into here. And then you have some amazing reviews. So add some views or testimonials. Right now, you're, I get what I'm getting from this, but lead with the benefits. It's another test that we're going to be showing you guys too. But I agree with Sylvain. You, you, like, you almost have a negative effect of like 13.99 like why is it so cheap you know oh, what i mean lifetime. like yeah that's for a it. you're only gonna get that from them and, and then that's it 
you have to leave after 1399 to continue improving your product forever that's not it's not fair to you yeah okay so here's i think how you can instantly grow revenue off of this page here's what i would do and this is based off of what darius said last week too monthly three-day trial yearly you can do twenty dollars thirty dollars whatever you want to do lifetime fifty percent off no trial right Darius said a client you know he saw something not Darius I'm sorry Yusuf from last week said he saw some client do this and he's seen some really good results with giving a good offer he, he was talking about the yearly I would prefer you keep people on a yearly plan than lifetime make lifetime super expensive you know what I mean like you want to build a business you're young you don't need money right now you need to just test a lot so what I would do is monthly yearly with trials and then a yearly offer that's heavily discounted with no trial and just do a test like that. And I think your conversion should increase right now. Even if you did nothing to this page and you wanted to, my wife is texting me, even if you wanted to grow conversions, you know, put a, put a, put a trial on the monthly people like trials. I, know I do see this featured by Apple, but it's so tiny. So tiny. Higher. People will have forgotten it from, from the screenshots potentially. No, I agree with what you said. The, the free trial is something you can you can play around with, you yeah. know, not having uh, or having. But the twelve months, like you want to put people towards longer subscription because it gives you more 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 room to to improve the app. And if you don't have the twelve months in there, you'll never know if your lifetime is completely shooting you like is is basically shooting yourself in the foot because you'll have no idea how long people can can stick around. And since you're aiming for the for the long run, so. I would definitely have longer subscription. If not, if you're not sure, put it three months. Like anything longer than that. Yeah, just keep it yearly. You don't need to do this. Okay, here he said, I've tested this and got a five x improvement after switching to Lifetime. I'm only A/B testing the pricing on Android, so it might be different for iOS users. Look, I agree with you. Lifetime, certain countries just want Lifetime, but at the same time, you do want to test it because I don't know if your your A/B tests included. Hey, it's monthly versus yearly and then monthly versus lifetime. Then I would say if that was the AB test, I would say, duh, Thomas, of course people would pay more for the lifetime. You're giving an amazing offer, like duh. But if, you, if you're AB testing monthly, yearly, and lifetime versus this is B, then, okay, cool, cool insights. But if it's monthly, monthly, yearly versus monthly and lifetime, it's like a duh. Like you didn't need to really run a lifetime. You didn't need to run an AB test. That would have been obvious. Yeah, and it's it's because of your prices too. So I think yeah. you should increase them. But also, you don't know. Like you saw a five x, but you saw a five x in in purchases. Uh, what if your twelve months sees you know people renew for uh, three years, um, yep. and and you made your lifetime too cheap, and and you're never getting any money left, you know, more from that. Um, so like think about the the revenue over the long term too. Yeah, exactly. That's the one lesson I took me a long time to learn is lifetime value, like figuring out how to increase that lifetime value of a user, just especially on my business too, and ways to implement different strategies. It's been a game changer for me. And so I'll give you an example. Like we switched to a subscription based type of like marketing services where you can pay month to month and just get whatever you need. If you need want to subscribe. And what we've seen is I used to charge just one one off packages because like, you know, lifetime, like, okay, fine here, just do these one off packages. And we've seen a higher lifetime value rather than charging people a high expensive life one time package. We've seen way better retention 
on just breaking down this bigger package into smaller pieces and betting on the fact that we're doing a good enough job that this, the lifetime value of the monthly subscriber will offset the one-time value of this high purchase ticket. We've seen really good results. So that's what you want to be focused on, Thomas, not just getting that $14 right off the bat is how do I keep people on? Because you got costs, right? You have ongoing costs that are going to go on. And so you, I just paid you 14 bucks and I get lifetime. Great. But you want to, you want to increase that a little bit. So you know, tell me in the comments yeah. what the AB test was. And have, have those lifetime or like whatever special offer you have, you know, in January when people take the new resolutions, like, you know, you don't have to run the lifetime all the time. You can, you can, of course, but you know, there's times okay. where people will be more interested in your app. Uh, I think you'll, you'll see that. All right. Well, how are you on time? We'll say goodbye soon. Josh says, how do you get high converting high conversions for a weather app? Weather app in a category with extremely high conversions besides making the app as good as possible UI wise. How do you get high conversions for a weather app in a category with extremely high conversions besides making the, the app as good as possible? Uh, yeah, I guess high competition uh, too. I don't have a, a great answer besides you need a twist. If you don't have a twist or a specific niche, if you don't narrow it down, it's going to be hard to show up for people and to convince them. Otherwise they'll go with the big names. Yeah. And, and is he saying like with extremely high conversion, so most people are likely to pay? Is that what he's, you're saying, Josh? Like how do you get high conversions for in a category when there's already high conversions? It should be easier, right? If I'm if I'm building a product that I know already has high conversions, if I'm making a good product, then I should have high conversions too. I think, I think if you just follow the best practices, show a couple of different intro screens, show the pricing page during the onboarding process, make sure just like here, the Thomas has done, show the pricing page right here on that main page too. These are so super important. And if you find that you're in a category where people already pay, shoot. You know, sky's the limit for you, man. I think I understood the question properly. All right, let's see what his A-B test said. Thomas said, I used to have yearly tr plus trial and monthly after switching lifetime with no trial, my revenue. Yeah, duh, Thomas. That's what I'm saying. If that was your A-B test, like monthly and yearly, then the test was monthly and lifetime. Of course. Like if you show me the same price for yearly versus lifetime, I'm always going to jump on the lifetime offer. So. Yeah, and also like consider the the window you're looking at, like the lifetime value of users. Unless you've done this test, you know, more than a year ago, and, and you've looked at uh, the retain like the retention and the renewal rate of your 12 month user, your yearly users, then you don't really have a good comparison of how much they can, you know, how much money it can bring you. Yeah, like it. Matthew's a, a lifetime guy. Where's Eve P. Young? Yeah, where is Eve P. Young? Somebody created an EP Young profile on YouTube and it was like me with long hair. It's pretty funny. The person should come back. Uh, All right. First, first thing I'm going to Google. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> You're going to be extremely disturbed. <laughs> so anything I missed that you want to make sure we cover before we do battle out last round? Yeah, no, um, not, not really. I mean, the rest is going to be a, a plug for growth gems. If you want to talk about it for, for yeah, let's minutes, do that. Guys, I think, you know, I'm, I've known some of them for a very, very long time. As you guys, as I said, look, he's got it. If you have, if you do anything after this interview, I want you to go check out growthgems.co. He really does an amazing job. Even then go connect him with it. 
and I hope you don't mind saying this, go connect with him on LinkedIn. His profile is in the YouTube description because he will put some of those growth gems on his LinkedIn profile and you can digest a lot of great content that way. Think of it like a Blinkist, what Blinkist has done for audio books, curated content. He gives you the best gems so you don't have to sit here for an hour, 30 minutes and really go through the thing, talk about who they are, blah, 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 blah. Just give me the good stuff. And that's what he does. He gives you the good stuff of all the webinars, all the talks, all the presentations, all the events that are happening in the mobile app space. He gives you all the good stuff with all the fluffy stuff, with all the dad jokes and all that junk. He gives it to you <laughs> straight to the point. So no, 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 none of the dad jokes have made it to, to growth jam. So you're, you're safe on the dad jokes side. Uh, but look, the, the, the newsletter is free. So, so check it out. It's a lot about onboarding, acquisition, Apple search ads, ASO. Um, so yeah, I do the dirty work for you. I've watched 400 uh, webinars, panels, um, podcasts, uh, you know, since last January. So you have, yeah, there's a lot of content I go through for you. And you, you're pretty much in, you kind of talked to, we talked about this while prepping for this. You're like, hey, look, because I'm doing growth gems, like I'm, I'm a better marketer, right? Like I can bring things, things. And I feel the same way with me because I do this stuff. I feel like so much better with what I can do for my apps and my clients' apps too. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I for 100% accelerated my, my progress. You learn, you test, yeah. you learn, you test. And sometimes you can't test, but then you can talk to other people that test and like you, you learn so much faster. Yeah. So go sign up for that newsletter. Here, watch. I don't think I thought I was already signed up, but if I haven't, I'm going to make sure I signed up. Boom. Do that. Done on my part. Oh, you know what? It's because I just uh, switched to Substack, maybe. Okay. So, so I need to import everyone uh, before I, uh, I send the next edition. All right. Anything else you want to make sure we cover? No. All right. All right. We got, we got Matthew jumping in. I love it, Matthew. What do you call a person who doesn't believe in horses? A naysayer. All right. Sorry, Matthew. I didn't have the. No <laughs> I didn't have the the sound effects ready to go. A naysayer. I like it. I like it when people come back with this. All right. So then, do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? No, I go last for this one. You go last. Okay. Then I think the last person is the right way to go. Here we go. Let me just get the audio ready to go. All right. I thought for sure I lost that one. Here we go. My last joke. Good thing I have it. Everyone knows you're in New York. Everyone knows where the Big Apple is. But does anyone know where Minneapolis? <laughs> I jumped on that. <laughs> Minneapolis, you know, Minnesota, Minneapolis. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. I like pretty it. Good. All right. I have a pretty simple one. All right. What did baby corn say to mama corn? Baby corn say to mama corn. What? Where's popcorn? <laughs> I like it. All right, guys, once again, go check out growthgems.co, growthgems.co. If you don't want to do all the work of listening to all the millions of podcasts out there, maybe it's not millions, thousands of podcasts out there, Sylvain's going to give you all the best stuff, all the webinars, the presentations, the talks, the events, everything on growthgems.co. Sign up for that free newsletter. And then if you want to check out that language learning app, go to Babbel. Everybody's heard of that. So check out Babbel as well. So then if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way, you want to send them anywhere else. Yeah. LinkedIn um, is probably the best place. Yes. Twitter, but I'm, I'm more active on LinkedIn, actually. All right. More votes, please. We're still here. I got one vote. So I'm right now I'm winning. All right. And we'll, see where, uh, <laughs> we'll see where else it goes. So then thank you so much for being a friend. 
for staying in touch all these years. We're still in the app business, my friend. A lot of people have come and gone, but we're still here. So thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Yeah, thanks. Are you going to Upgrowth Summit in, in New York? I might. I might. We're still thinking right, about come. it. We'll have a drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll think about it. Apparently, that. I owe you I'll one now. So. <laughs> Apparently. Thank you, Alex. You just got me a drink. Yeah. <laughs> the, one, the one vote. Guys, I'm going to be off next week, but we're coming back the week after. We're going to talk all about, I don't know exactly what the topic is going to be, but be there. Next week, I'm going to Disneyland. So we're going to do the Halloween party at Disneyland with the kids to get dressed up before they get too old to do it. But we're going to Disneyland for next week. But I'll be back the following week coming with you guys. So stay tuned. Make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, everything that all the YouTubers tell you to do. I got another vote. All right, Sullivan. But have a great weekend. It's a long weekend here in the U.S. Have a great weekend, Sullivan. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Next. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.